Oh my God, I missed all. I know. It's another podcast episode. I cannot believe this. I know. Yay. I know. I'm just so daggone excited about what we're talking about today. But first, what's your drink? My drink for today, I'm being healthy. It is kombucha. It's the Health Aid Kombucha by, it's the Pink Lady one. So, you know, we both love this brand. I had a limeade one yesterday that was really good. I'd never had that flavor before. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really good. So, but this is a classic Pink Lady Apple Kombucha. Now, does that, like, does the limeade, I'm sorry, I'm going back to the limeade, because peach okay, apple is my absolute favorite, but the yeah. limeade one, does it taste like like limeade, like lemonade limeade, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 and I thought it was really good, it was really good, it was like, you know how kombucha is fizzy, it was fizzy, mm-hmm. but not like overly fizzy, so yeah, it was really good, mm-hmm. I don't know, I found it in the grocery store, so it was good, yeah. Oh, well, because you know, Trader Joe's is my new favorite place to get it because it's always $2.99. Everywhere else is yes. like $3.59, $3.79, two for seven. I'm like, no, no, no. Four something. Yes. Ooh. It's ridiculous. Like, no, no, no. So my drink what is your drink? Sparkling non-alcoholic rosé. Yum. I love it. And it's, it's pink. It is. It's pink, but I really love it. And it sounds great. So, you know, I have to like, I have too much to do today to be drinking um, in the middle of the afternoon. So, oh, and then yeah. I always have my Aquafina. Yes, yes. That's important. Yeah, so water. We always have to stay hydrated. We have to stay hydrated. But, um, and we drink our water and mind our business. That's I right. <laughs> yes, KB. So shout out to our podcast sister. <laughs> Is it KB yes. Franks? KB Franks, yes. yes. Make sure you're drinking your water, minding your business, and moving your body. Yes. I know. Yes. I love yes. that. You know, I do. I have to remind myself. I, I feel like I mind my business, but my husband, um, my dad <laughs> bought us these matching cups or whatever. Uh-huh. And I feel like, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It, it, it wasn't. It was a mug my sister got me. And he was like, she don't know how to do that. No. That you don't know how to mind your business. Yes, you do. Which I feel like I do. But maybe he means like, because I'm always in our family business. Yeah. Probably like way too much. Like, I'm like, hey, we got to do this, 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 yeah. this. What are you doing with that? What's Jordan doing so? It's the organizer. It's the PR in you. It's, and that's okay. If There's nothing wrong this, with that. If this office, you'd be like, she does not know a thing about organization. It's great. I'm sure. I've said it on here before. Your <laughs> office is, it's good. And it's a good use of space. And I stand by that. So it's okay. Well, it might be a little messy, but it's it's nice. Well, what I did was, I told y'all I invested on getting my closet redone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got yeah. That. Yep. Well, that doesn't happen until next month. But... I did a time lapse of what my office looked like and then how I had to rearrange it. But I kept the messy stuff because I was like, the point of the time lapse is going to be, I'm a busy mom. I cannot do the whole thing at one time and declutter. So I had to get it in a new position. Now there's stuff all over the floor. So now like tonight, I'm going to take 30 minutes. Tomorrow Uh I'm going to take 30 minutes to try to get all this stuff done. But yeah, it looks horrible. But anyway, okay. So my new brunch thing. Renita. What is it? Falling in love with hash browns. Hash browns of all yes, things. But hash browns with stuff in it, but not a lot of stuff. Because okay. I always eat hash browns with ketchup. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend that puts like cheese in it. My husband does like cheese. Like when you go to um 
what is it? Waffle House. He does uh-huh. like covered chunks yeah, and yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's so, that's the best one. It's a meal. Yeah, I, yeah, but I'm not cheese, but uh-huh. I like like um a little bit of onions, uh-huh. some peppers, maybe a little bit of bacon. You know, like I'll I'm yeah, yeah. into it, like to make it like a bowl, like yes. a bowl type thing. So I'm loving it. And yeah, I'm like, I'm really, really into hash browns and I'm into making it a whole meal. And that's major for you because you don't like, I feel like you've told me you don't like like all your food, like touching and stuff. So Look the fact you that you're eating, attention, I do pay attention. And the fact that you're eating this bowl, that says a lot. Yeah. It's a bowl of my own making. Uh-huh. No, but like, that's good. Not pre-bowl bowls. No, I love it. So you're cooking and you're doing all the things. We just went grocery shopping and my husband was like, we spent like $300. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, I think we did good because on average we spend 20 to $30 in the drive-thru. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we eat a couple times a week. We've spent that. And he was like, um, it's only a good deal if we can eat out this food for two weeks. I was like... <laughs> That's true. That is true. So that means you have to cook or meal prep or something. Well, I am cooking tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, he's doing burgers tonight. Okay. Yay. Oh, yay. And then tomorrow he's doing steak on the grill. Yay. Oh, yes. And then when, yeah, Tuesday I'm doing chili. Okay. And I'm going to do like a beef strip um, stir fry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do baked chicken. And then oh. Jordan is at home on Friday because okay. they get good Friday off. Oh, and yeah. the Monday after. Oh, yes. I have heard of people getting the Monday after. Not both, either or, but that's good. I know. So, yeah, yeah, good so, Monday, as my mama would say. She's like, well, you have good, my mom would be like, you have good Monday? Like, what happened to good Friday? So she was like, this is weird. But Wait, yeah, people, she was an administrator in the school system. They never got that Monday. No, they did. But my sister, when she was working at like one of the universities, they didn't get that Friday off. They got Monday. So she was like, or something weird. Or maybe they got both. I don't know. So she used to always be like, good Monday? Like, what is this? <laughs> so they were doing their own thing, but I'm here for it. Because I don't know if I have to work on Friday or not so people that have Friday off I am here for it but for me I think my brunch food is I told you either waffles or pancakes either or because I haven't had either one of those in months so I've been E2Ming I have been doing E2M with my mom the two of us have been I don't know what what week or we maybe like five or five or six. I'm in there and I don't know. What yes, week. week five or six. This is our first round. For those that don't know what E2M is, it's eager to motivate, I think. Yeah. Eager Look to at motivate. You, it took yes. me like three rounds to know what that means. <laughs> So it's a program started by this guy that went to the Citadel. So he has the mm-hmm. South Carolina connections, but he lives in Charlotte and everybody and their mama in Columbia is doing E2M. And so we decided to jump on the train. I was like, mommy, let's do it. I was like, we can do it. Like, it's not hard. And it hasn't been that bad. And it, it has kept me on track as far as cooking because, you know, they give you the meal plans for the week. I mm-hmm. go to the grocery store. Instead of going out for lunch, I have my lunch with me, you know, the whole intermittent fasting thing. So, yeah, I don't know numbers wise on the scale, like how much weight I've lost. Mm-hmm. I know my mom has lost pounds, but for me, I feel like my clothes feel better. Ooh. I feel better. So, yeah, it's it's doing something. So I haven't had pancakes or waffles in a while, but that's my brunch food. Yeah. So now E2M has me like disciplined right now. So. Yeah, you're going to have, yeah, now you're going to get me like. 
back onto it. I like it in the community of it. Like there's hundreds of thousands of people in that Facebook group. And I keep seeing people that I know. And I just think, and this is totally different, but I just think it's really organized, like social media wise, Mm -hmm. how the group is like really structured. Mm -hmm. So I was like highly impressed. So yeah, we've been doing E2M and I, for Lent, I gave up desserts. So I have not had any cakes, cookies, pies, or anything since Lent started. So this Sunday, there's a donut place that I want to go to, and I'm going to have a really good donut on Sunday. You know, I have a friend. Well, I shouldn't say a friend. She's a contact uh-huh. um, when she was the producer of The Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. And I remember I was asking, I was like, gosh, how do you stay like looking so good and enjoy? Uh-huh. And I was like, um, and one of the things she said was, she said, I eat dessert once a week. I said, wait, what? And she said once a week. And that just sounded crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it, but I make it good and I savor it. And I was like, seriously? And she was like, that's one of the strategies. She was yeah. like, I do dessert once a week. She said, I drink a ton of water. So I barely drink anything else other than water. Mm-hmm. And she said, I generally only drink once a week, if that. Mm-hmm. Like, not mm-hmm. out with my friends or whatever. But any other time when I'm out, she said, I'll do, you know, like a water with some fruit in it or, you know, right. like I don't do that part. And I was like, oh, my God. And she was like, yeah, she said, I just do that. And she said, like, I move every day. I move my body every day. And I was like, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. No, it's really taught me discipline and doing Lent plus E2M at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's really like, oh, my God. So it's and that was an area that I was struggling with and that I really was like, OK, mm-hmm. I really want to get my health under control. I really want to get my weight under control. So like this is a new year. So it's like, let's just do this. And having my mom is like accountability partner where she's like, I don't know what else to do with like vegetables. And I'm like, go watch some of the cooking videos in the group mm-hmm. or whatever or get the cookbook. And so it's been really, really good. But I keep thinking about that donut and I cannot wait to have it on Sunday on Easter I cannot wait to eat that donut so yeah I'm excited for you in the donut yes I'm very excited for you in the donut yeah. I can't wait I'm gonna live my care <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait you look so lit over there I am not lit. you're fine look this isn't my own lighting I had to find this light I know so. your lighting is amazing though um today this book, book. The House of Eve. Yes. So, first of all, let, let let me just say I called Benita and if I screamed to you. You did because I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? I met the author, The House of Eve, a novel by Sadiqua. Yes. Sadiqua Johnson. Mm-hmm. She also wrote the book The Yellow Wife, which we've read that in our own um, book club. Yeah. I met her at the Tucson Festival of Books. First of all, she's absolutely amazing. She's oh. so sweet. She is just, oh, I was with my client, um, Jamel Hill. So she actually came up to Jamel mm-hmm. when we were in the speaker area, um, waiting to go out. I was just like, oh my God, I love your book. I love you. And so Jamel was like talking to her and then she leaves and I said, it's a dig yes. And she was like, yeah, that's what she said. I <laughs> So of course I found her. Uh-huh. 
I already had the house of Eve because you had talked about how great yeah, it was. Yeah. And a couple other people on my Instagram timeline was like, oh my God, this book is great. Yeah. And so I had already bought it. Of course, I went and stood in the author line yes. because I did not have my copy with me. Yes. And she um, signed this one and I rebought the yellow wife mm-hmm. in this book. She says, Bianca, I'm so proud of you. Oh, um, oh Lord. Wait. I don't know what this word is. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, it, oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. I just okay, had to yes, 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 She yes. said, it's all possible. You are proof. Yes. I I like, like, you have to take a picture of that. Her. Yeah. Like this is, I have a picture of me and her. Uh-huh. I'm creating a whole daggone reel. But yes. yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. See, this is why I need better lighting because I can't even read. It's okay. It's okay. But anyway, okay. So the book is amazing. So Bernita, you're the reason why I read this book. How did you hear about the book? So I heard about the book. Of course, I'm in 50 million. Well, I've limited the number of book clubs I'm in this year. But one of the book clubs that I'm in is um, Tanya Sam. She was on The Real Housewives of mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, and she's big in the tech world in Atlanta. And she started a book club during the pandemic because she was like, okay, like we're all just sitting in the house. So it was more so like an in- Instagram base. It started on Instagram. She would divide the weeks up, say, hey, we're reading this book. And then at the end, we have like this Zoom party or whatever. So it started in the pandemic and mm-hmm. um, she talked about the book and she had Sadiqa on or is going to have her on like Zoom or uh, Instagram or something. I'll let you know. But they're supposed to have like a whole discussion. Um, but that's how I, I saw her post about it. And I was like, ooh, The Yellow Wife was really good because we read that in book clubs. So I was like, okay, if The Yellow Wife was good, then this had to be good. And so, yeah, that's how I heard about it and oh my gosh this book has like changed my perspective on so many things okay you want to start where do we start (laughs) first of all I don't even know where we start so first of all let's give a shout out to black excellence in HBC right Right, 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 right. Eleanor in her Howard experience and that whole thing of, you know, when she marries William and Mm -hmm. just the legacy and, you know, the Spellman and the Morehouse and how Howard and Hampton, you know, she's kind of, that's the thing I love about Sadiqa is that she talks, she gives so much history and rich uh, Black history and just really, even with like the complexion discussions yeah. in the book and stuff like that. So I really, really um, love that. But to me, it was like a, almost like a small side love letter to like HBCUs and like mm-hmm. the excellence. Mm-hmm. Because even in the, even with um, Eleanor and her roommate and just, you know, listen about her family yeah. and just how they got to Howard and how they were so different, but, yeah. you know, like really vibe really well. And so yeah so that was the first part as a you know a former instructor yes great hbcu here and you as an undergrad hbcu a scholar and graduate yeah so yeah it gave me a different appreciation and just to know that you know like it it was still like so big and yeah you know but no that what about the uh did you catch the i was like is this light shade or the uh reference for the sorority and it was like um whatever it was I was like wait a minute 
I feel oh, so you mean the, the one that she did? Yes, that um, she that she didn't get selected for. And she was like the purple, the lavender with their lavender and silver, silver on. And I got my, you know, rejection letter. And they're known as like these, I guess these these light skinned women on campus. And so, like, the trash. yes, I'm like okay so look we don't know what sorority that was referring to we know exactly what sorority (laughs) I'm like but you know what the the time the time frame that in which it was written I you know I get it unfortunately but we know that is not true today but I was like oh okay Sadiqa so yeah that that was yeah but no I love the HBC reference as well in there and how the characters ended up like tying together because I was Mm -hmm. like okay how is this all gonna work together in the end but Mm -hmm. um yeah so speaking of William William was good but William was problematic for me where was he oh you mean like toward the okay so I thought William was the amazing gentleman in the beginning. Like, I feel like yeah. he, you could tell he was, as they say, raised. He was well. raised right. Yes. He um, he actually was, I mean, I, would, I should say smart in the sense that he knew his, um, well, I don't, I don't know if he knew all of his privilege until he married mm-hmm. Eleanor and, under, and she kind of helped him see that. Yeah. I do like the fact that he seemed like, you know, oh no, I love you. This is who I want to be with. I don't care what my family says. It'll be okay. Um, So that I thought was great. I thought their love was so genuine and so sweet. You know how she chronicles their first year marriage. And then even after she loses the baby, you Mm -hmm. know, that but how was he? I, I think I'm his like, his boundaries with his mama. William was a mama's boy, like the definition of a mama's boy. Like he couldn't do anything with his mama knowing and getting her approval and like her but that's help. Not true. Other than marrying his wife, everything else I feel like had to do with well, you know, the pride name and my last name and this legacy. I like, don't think they could have done it without it. Without her. And the reason is because remember, okay, so Eleanor, to catch everybody up, okay, Eleanor yeah. had had uh, two miscarriages mm-hmm. with William. And so the doctor told her it probably wouldn't be smart for her to try again. It could be life threatening. Right. Which is funny to me because now that we know later, right. like that's not the case. I know plenty of people that have had multiple miscarriages. They right. don't have great, you know, children, but okay. But um, when she said, I don't want anyone to know, that's why he knew he had to tell his mama. Now she said, I don't care. It it, it, it can be open that we've adopted. Mm-hmm. Then I don't, then it, it, it wouldn't have been anything. Like they could have chose to tell his mom, you know, when they told everybody. Mm-hmm. But when she said, no, I want people to think it's ours. Mm-hmm. How was he not going to tell Rose Pride? He could have done, see, to me, I'm thinking from look, the single one here that's not married. Mm-hmm. If I tell my husband this is between us, I don't need you going to tell your mama so she can barge into my house and help me out. And plus, because Rose, she didn't even care for her. She was talking about her. She thought she was less than. So you already know your mama doesn't think I'm good enough for you. And then you're going to go and tell her. And like she took over. Like I I did not, I did not like that. I hated it. I hated it. And Wait, I feel like to realize is I don't know if you caught it in the book. Uh-huh. The mom was responsible from for the nun visiting her in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. So he had already told his mom. She right, but exactly. So she was in the business from the beginning. Like, can we not figure? Yeah, this but out? remember, she said the doctor has the doctor has we our families have known each other for generations, mm-hmm. and the staff. It's probably a very small town. They probably knew as soon as somebody probably called her and was like, "Oh, your daughter-in-law is you know here giving her birth or what?" You get what I'm saying? Like, right, I right, think, right. And I'm, and I mean, it appears that they actually had this conversation. It appears that William and his mom had this conversation. Since the 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 gin drinking whore, yes. and we'll talk about her later. Yeah, but they are so because you remember when she goes to visit her, she says, "If you knew it was my idea, you would have never done it." And I knew you wanted to have children or a child, right? But I I still I still feel like Rose she had her hand in everything, and it was control to me. It was even though you can't have this baby, you having a miscarriage. Well, I need to be in the middle of it to control the generation and the legacy and the pride name and making sure that like it just I didn't I did not like that. I did not like that. I didn't take it like that. No, as for me, like if I'm a wife, I enlist. If I tell you this is us and we're gonna fake it and make everybody think this is our baby, I don't need your mom in this. And I feel like it continued to make her second guess herself because it's like, oh well, you your mom sent that nun to my room all along. So it's like this is a setup essentially, and I'm a part of y'all's plan, like all along. And so it was almost like none of it was her, it wasn't her choice. Like I feel like it was still. I didn't, I mean, I know she had resources, but I just did not like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But she wouldn't have had the baby if, this is my thing. Either way, the mom was going to be involved. And this is why, because Mm -hmm. I feel like this is my opinion. Because I feel like with her having a miscarriage, they were going to eventually tell people. Like they would have had to eventually tell people. And then it would have been even more of a lie Mm -hmm. if Rose had been like, Oh, or even told William, hey, I know this lady. She can mm-hmm. help y'all out, blah, blah, blah. It would have even been an even more convoluted situation to try to do. And I feel like, too, yes, Rose wanted control, but she knew her son and she knew Eleanor's desire to have kids. So I feel like even though it was control, she was still doing like that's her way of loving and her way. And I feel like, Lord. I feel like I'm talking about, about myself in the future. <laughs> no, you're not. Because I, I don't think like you're going to be that I bad. Feel like, like, I know how to fix this. I can help you get what you want. And we're family anyway. So I'm going to know. Right. And I get that as a person who has parents who, yes, we can fix this. But I think they also draw the line of, you know what? We're going to respect her. And like, we'll hope for the best that it'll work. Like, they're not going to like, at some point, unless I call you and then say, hey, mother-in-law, can you help me? Like, I don't. I feel like she grew up. She went into Howard second guessing herself. She wasn't good enough, so she always she came from this poor situation. You know, where they, these home hometown people, whatever humble people. She comes into Howard already thinking she's not good enough. She meets this handsome man, and then it's like oh, well, you want me for me? And then she second guessing herself because she goes into this family of these light-skinned, high, you know, high-to-do people in D.C. society. And so she continues to feel less than. They're talking about her behind her back. They got Greta on the sidelines side waiting to come in and marry her son because we want to arrange a marriage 
of these two people. And I just feel like, no, let that girl live. And if it were, if it was meant for them to have a baby, like it would have happened regardless. So that's, that's just my two cents. Did not like uh, Rose being all in the mix. I didn't like it at all. I, I totally not. disagree. I, I feel like and that's her okay. early insecurities was her own issues. I didn't have to do a rose. And for me, uh-huh. and the thing that just makes me like, I wanted to go through the book and, and just wring her neck. When Greta said, oh, you know, do yourself a favor. Blah, blah. I'm, like, Help, I'm here with him. He exactly. me into exactly. your space. Like, get with it. Like, right. So I feel like the low self-esteem was like her issue. But I feel like the mama was just a, Greta was a younger version of the mom to me. Like they were one in the oh, same. Definitely. They oh, were one in the same. And so again, get your mama and this, your little best friend from childhood, like get them out of the way because it but just he felt did. Like he did, but he still had his moment. He did, but he did it. Cause what did he end up doing? Going to his mama. And then I just I did not. I didn't I don't like it. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. This no, book no, has no. so much controversy. <laughs> it's funny to me because and it's probably just how we see like right. situations and like dating. To me, he did to me his actions, and see, maybe that's the difference. I'm an action person mm-hmm. now because it's like my husband. So if he kept bringing me around, it's not anything anybody can say because I'm with him. I'm spending weekends at his house. He's picking right. me. He's taking time for me. You know, he wants to marry me. So I think that is the issue. But I think the thing that added to her insecurity is that she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. the fact that when she told him immediately, he was like, oh, well, yeah, let's get married. And although that is a sign that he truly, truly loves her and didn't want to leave her out there, I think for her, it was another thing of insecurity. Like, especially when the mom was like, well, is she pregnant? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, but I would have married her anyway. And she was like, bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that daddy was like, oh, no, come on. <laughs> Which yeah. I think is funny that, that the dad was just, I feel like the dad and William are the same. And yeah. so if Eleanor, hopefully she won't turn into uh, Rose Pride, but mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was funny how he liked to, he was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. He was <laughs> like, like the voice of reason. That. I know your mama is like out here. So we yeah. gonna bring her down and like, no, we're not going to do that. So mm-hmm. no, I didn't. I mean, I mean, like future mother-in-law, if you meddle in my business, all you want to, you and your son will be living together because I'm not putting up with that. I am not putting up with that. If I tell you we're doing this together as husband and wife, why is your mama here? If but I she needed her, already violated that when she was in exactly, her sleep that's my point. But like, they didn't talk about it before that. He was a mama's boy all along. Because why are you talking to your mama? I'm in here breaking down because I had a miscarriage. You need to be in here with me, not with your mama trying to get the drug. Well, no, the issue was to help when that doctor had said it's the third miscarriage. Yeah, like no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Two, and he was like, no, three. But I'm gonna let y'all hear. And then when she said, no, you assumed that I was a virgin. I never told you that. That's what you assumed. I know that's right, girl. You never asked. So, hey. Well, he he didn't ask. He said, I think the first time they got ready to have sex, he said something like, is this your first or 
something in my I can't remember, oh, okay, but okay. there was no response. Yeah. See, she's like, I didn't answer you. I you assumed. I'm I'm with it. That was your I'm gonna tell you one thing. Eleanor's mama is smart. Yes. That's the kind of mama I want to be because I think it said a lot that she called her and told mm-hmm. her, well, the first time, like that she was pregnant or whatever. Right. But her mom was like very honest with her, like, girl, right. Let's hope he makes an honest woman out of you. You know, oh, he he loves you. But I think, honestly, I think her mom was smart in telling her about the first miscarriage and the pregnancy. Don't say anything. Yeah. I yeah. don't I don't think she should have. Like, yeah. I honestly, like, that is her own personal business. Medical. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, his anger, I don't know if I would have ever, maybe after the first one I would have told, I don't know. I don't know that I would have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if y'all just really having a moment and y'all are really like, just tell me all your secrets. I guess. Yeah, but, but if he didn't yeah, say, no. tell me, have 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 you ever been pregnant? Exactly. Like, excuse me, <laughs> where is this coming from? I would have been like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Exactly. But this book was, oh my, I just, I don't even know. And then on the flip side, so we had Ruby <laughs> and Inez, her birth mom. And Aunt Marie, her like guardian. I'm gonna pray for. I, I'm so glad Ruby ended up being okay because she was other than Aunt Marie, and we don't. Which we said this offline. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if Aunt Marie was a cross dresser or something too, because it was because I know she was like running numbers. She was doing mm-hmm. a lot. Then in one instance, that she described her as wearing like men's, like mm-hmm. a men's, men's suit. Mm-hmm. Then in another one, it talked about like her almost dressing like a prostitute. So I'll talk. Yeah, her. I don't know either. Uh, Marie was an entertainer. I don't believe it. <laughs> Whatever my entertainer that was. Yeah, but so you think Aunt, Aunt Marie was a woman? Oh, yeah. I think Aunt Marie was a woman who probably okay. was a cross-dresser, but also she seemed to live a very hard life of like, I'm a club bouncer, uh, <laughs> run the numbers, I'm bartending, I own it. It was a lot, but she was there for Ruby and I love that for her. Yes. Yeah. And even Inez said, she's loved you like, you're, like you were her own. Now that mama, oh. I just can't believe, first of all, Okay, and I, I think that Ruby made a very poignant thing when she was in her mind, like when she was in her thoughts. And she said, I am tired of having to worry about how I dress or what I do when grown, yeah. grown men from looking at me or doing something to me. And that, to me, spoke volumes because I can remember, you know, like growing up, people like, oh, she's being fast and mm-hmm. you can't do that. You need to cover up. And I'm like, and it's so funny because. I feel, I can't remember who said this, but somebody was like, we teach one women like, oh, don't do this or you'll get raped. Right. Why don't we treat, why don't we teach little boys and men to stop raping women? Exactly. Exactly. But we treat, we tell the women, oh, don't go out at night. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't, don't let somebody do this. Don't dress too revealing. Don't do this. And then we say, oh, but you know, you ask. Boys will be, but then we say boys will be boys and they just being a boy. And it's oh very problematic. That this old nasty man come telling yes. her, give me a kiss. And I mean, obviously, she wanted to go. She wanted this yeah. other thing more than she wanted this. So she's like, oh. And then her yeah. mom walks in, and instead of that was a shocking part. Oh to me yeah, because I thought she was telling her to get. I mean, him to get out. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then she said, when she was looking at her, I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. That was crazy. But you know, there's women out here that will turn on their daughters for a man in a minute. And I'm like, girl, 
what kind of mom is this? But you remember her grandmother had told her that if any man ever touched her to tell her and mm-hmm. she would believe her. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think that something else has happened somewhere in that family. And the grandmother's like, no, 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 I'll mm-hmm. believe you. But the fact that her mama would do that, never come back and get her and have Mm -hmm. a a baby by this man. Yes. And it's like happy and just like, yes, I got a whole nother life. Like she has moved on. She kicked you out and moved on with her life. And it's like, I don't want you. And that was so sad to me. But I think it's so important to have the Aunt Marie's and the grandma that says, if somebody does something to you, you can come to me because people don't have that. And they might just be in a situation where their mom is like Inez and they have like nobody to talk to. And so it's like, you got to deal with it yourself. And then we were talking offline, the teacher, I get the teacher, but I want her to be a little bit more compassionate like you don't know what this girl is going through at home so, do you think the teacher is a black woman i don't know i kind of thought she was i don't know I that. Thought you she don't was think so? too, but then something she said made me think is this a white woman mm-hmm. i, I don't remember i could something she said that i was like oh is she white or i feel like she and I don't, this is probably going to, this is so politically incorrect. I'm going to say it. <laughs> okay. I feel like she was just like Rose Pride who mm-hmm. said that she was, that they were raising money for uh, poor girls in the South to go to school. Mm-hmm. I feel like this woman was, probably had a little bit of affluence or a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. She was teaching the class and she was kind of over the program and she didn't have any grace. Mm-hmm, like her mm-hmm, thing was, y'all just mm-hmm. need to be happy. I'm teaching y'all the stuff. So even if you don't get this scholarship, at least you know about the finer things. Which right, I, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But I just wanted her to be like, pull her to the side and like, what's going on? I see you're late every day. Is there something going on? Like she didn't do, and I, I guess it helped push her, but it was like, I just needed her to like, ask her what's going on so for you you were a professor for many many years and so and I know you had that grace for your students they were like they would come to you when they had an issue or something but have you ever been in a situation where there was like a teacher that didn't show you grace and just was like okay well I don't care like you need to be here not a black teacher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's good now, for me when I was um at the HBCU, I was, I didn't give them grace in the sense that like, if you didn't do an assignment, like right. if, if you just really didn't have an excuse, I'm like, okay, no, you need to take the zero because you need to learn like right. to work harder. Um, but yeah, I always had grace for people's circumstances. Yeah. But yeah. I can say growing up, um, cause now that I look back at my town, it was probably 70, 30. So 70 mm-hmm. white, 30% black. Um, I had a lot of white teachers that had mm-hmm. no grace that wanted to, I don't want to say count me out because I don't think, I think I was probably somewhere in the middle of how they be, viewed their black students. I mm. wasn't super affluent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't come from money, but I wasn't super poor either. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. kind of somewhere in the middle, but either time, but it was kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Like if I showed something that showed promise, and did something really great and what mm-hmm. moved, I shifted more this way, but let me get in the argument mm-hmm. or there's like some back and forth with somebody that I'm shifting that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the teachers um, at those schools really kind of fed into that and would kind of say some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think she needed a little bit more grace, especially like yeah. with 
I mean, at least she was listening to the like when she would lock her out. But I understand where she wants people to like be on it. But I think the next step for her would have been, hey, why are you not getting here on time? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your mother's not leaving you fair. Money, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can grab you, you know, some fair or here. I'm going to, you know, make sure you're okay. And when, and when she gives you the money, just give it back to me. You know, like that type right, of thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that non-grace is... Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't... Mm, yeah, that, that kind of hurt my heart. Yeah. Okay, but so Ruby, she has her situation. But then there's this boy that comes into her life. Jimmy shimmy intro into the scene shimmy pops up and he's the son of the like the landlord yeah Yeah. and jimmy is a white young man and so shimmy is here jewish she has a jewish boy and she like falls in love with shimmy what do we think about shimmy like shimmy but i think that it wasn't until shimmy went to what the manhattan college Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that he didn't he realized that oh my god like there are all these different people everybody's not like me but i think that for the first time he realized that people well i think he knew people were hateful because of the way you know he kind of was secretive and told her to come to the candy shop and right like Mm -hmm. that but i think he just was still like no love (laughs) i love you black girl (laughs) and she like boy if only you knew like yes that was so i did i agree i liked shimmy and i thought he lived in a magical love bubble (laughs) but reality's sake and his mother he shouldn't shoot his mama show her true colors when she was like oh she's pregnant let's ship her off (laughs) and you're gonna ride with us and don't you ever talk to her again but the one thing I'll say is, you remember when she said, my son's an idiot? <laughs> up until the last minute, Shibby was like, let's jump out the car right now. Just go. I love Wilson. She's like, we got no buddy. We got no stuff. What are you talking about? He is an idiot. Don't listen to him. He, wanted, he proposed to her like for two seconds. Like, let's get married. We can live in the back of the candy store. And Shimmy was, yeah, he was so naive. But the killer was when the mama caught them and the uh, the little Ruby hair comb mm-hmm. was his mama's <laughs> He <laughs> stole she said, it. <laughs> no, your son had me thinking he bought this for me and it's yours. He tried. <laughs> he was young. You he know, that, that brought back a very, very bad memory. Of Uh-oh. So we're going to stop for a quick little, a little story. Yes. So when I was, I'm gonna tell this really quick. When I was like maybe 16, 17, I went on a couple of dates with this guy. He was a little bit older than me. He was probably, mm-hmm. you know, now that I think about that. Oh <laughs> no, I'm, I was either seven, I think I might have been 18, because this was right before I went to Carolina. So I think okay, it was okay. that summer before I went. I had to think real quick. Yeah, like wait think. a minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably like 22, maybe mm-hmm. something. Like okay, okay. That's so um anyway, he was older than me. He would, you know, take me out to eat, yeah. um, all these things, like you know, we go to the mall, whatever. Um and <laughs> I remember he bought me this beautiful watch. And I think mm-hmm. at the time it was like Michael Kors had just came out, or that's how long this Okay, been. Michael Kors. <laughs> so it was Michael Kors on Michael Kors. Right, 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 right. I had this watch, I just loved the watch. I was like, oh my god, I was getting all these compliments on the watch and stuff because I had like a little summer uh-huh. job or whatever. And <laughs> Uh oh. 
And we went to this restaurant. Now, he was known to date this girl, like, all through high school. I knew mm-hmm. him. He was like, oh, we haven't been together. And, you know, when you're not in high school anymore, you don't really know if somebody's dating. Like, they say they're not dating them. You just exactly. You're not dating them. And so he was spending a lot of time with me. So I thought he was right. So we went to Red Lobster. <laughs> he took me to eat. And this woman comes up and she was like, no, the hell you didn't. And I was like, what is she talking about? He was like, she's like, going to bring this girl and I work here. So it's an older woman. So I had no uh-huh. idea what she's talking about. And he's like, and I was like, wait, what? He said, oh, that's such and such. Mom, the girl, uh-huh. he, he was like, we're not together. So she's just pissed. You know, that right. we, like, oh, okay. So we finished it. <laughs> oh, gosh. We waiting on the check. All of a sudden, the girl comes. Oh, oh no. She came to Red Lobster. She's like with this young girl because you know uh-huh, they're, they're right. like three or four years old because I'm getting ready to go to college. And I was like, so I'm sitting there <laughs> and she's like, man, stop. Like, whatever. You know, we ain't together. She said, you want to jump with me? Yep. No. I need a long story short. I had a moment. Like shimmy, like uh shimmy yes. and ruby. Cause that girl said, Is that my watch? Oh no. And I said, <laughs> she said, I thought I lost this. You helped me look for this and you gave it to her. No. No, he did not. That's the end of the story. That's no, the- he did not. He stole the watch and gave it. He, oh, well, he what? had given the watch to her. Yeah, he well, he took it back. He made her believe she lost it. And uh, uh, what a cheap man! I don't like this. So she called the police. <gasps> what? So this the police gets better. Like, yeah, the police were like, "You need to call." I mean, like the police came because you know at this time we are he are painting with him. At Ruby, the police was like, "Is this yours?" And he he was like, yeah. And so the police said, well, did you take it from mm-hmm. her to give to her? And he was like, yeah. What? what? Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. The police will come to Ruby to, for, to Red Lobster for a while. I have no idea how they got to <laughs> Like, what? Because they didn't arrest anybody. I mean, yes. literally, that was it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but so anyway, Girl. so sorry, I interrupted. It's okay, no. But last thing, because yes. y'all have to read this book. We, you do. We can't tell you all the things, but Mother Margaret. Oh, first of all, the whole situation, Mother Margaret was a mess, the house, the way that those girls were treated, <sighs> that whole thing was a mess. And oh the fact that we're pretty sure that white girl died. Yes, either she committed suicide or oh yeah they did say so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that oh oh my gosh that was so bad it like was. that whole thing and then even in the house i'm like there was like racism or whatever oh, in the house. Bad. like because only yeah. the white girls could sit on the couch yeah and then and the they, yeah but that one black it. girl she said i am not gonna get these people my kid and that was amazing how she yes. played it with the other girl yes. the life or got yes, them out yes, yes. And how she, yes, had the whole baby in the room. Like, that was, yes. Yeah. This but book. Mm. Ruby was so funny. That's what I one thing when she had uh-huh. the baby in the room. And she was like, people had, you know, <laughs> and then Ruby, I loved Ruby's mind, like, in this book. I love the way the nigga draw, she did. But they also, she she was like, what she didn't say is that pe- people died. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? Yes. 
but I love that they did it. And then the other thing that made me sad, mm-hmm. um, and I cannot think of the character's name, mm-hmm. the girl they said that wouldn't talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. She cleaned up all the stuff mm-hmm. and they said she mm-hmm. was kind of like invisible. But when she told the story of basically how she was working in the house mm-hmm. and it's, she said, I had only bled twice when mm-hmm. the husband took me and basically yeah, yeah. And so they took that baby and now this was yeah. the second baby and they sent her here yeah I was just like oh my god this is just yes. and then I wondered like where are her parents or was she just working the, you know like was she yeah. not cool and had yeah them- and the sad part for me is like people live through this like this was yes yeah, some of it was drama. yes I guess dramatized for the book but I'm like people really live through this like that yeah. that for me was just like mind-blowing like oh my gosh so yeah that was oh mm. it was just bad it was like the whole adoption thing and I feel like mother Margaret was in it for the money like and then the uh, fact that she forced them to sign the paperwork you need to sign the paperwork you're sending and then the spiritual abuse that in the book oh Oh my god you know I don't do I don't do well with like no that was I had to turn that down I said oh I had to take a break I had to take a break yes abuse like you need to repent you are a whore and all this like girl what yeah and then like cleaning and doing like the Lord's prayer as you clean and Lord, I'm wrong. And I'm, I was like, uh, yeah, it was abusive and physical abuse. You're pregnant and you're scrubbing the floors to like, your knees or raw yes. the bed that you're giving pads. Yes. And you're pregnant. Like, I was like, but then also the exercise, like literally. Oh, five yeah. Yes. I don't yes. have a baby. They tell you not to move for at least. Well, you can't even oh. really do exercise until after your six week appointment that too that whatever they called it the after whatever and how she took ruby's baby because the yeah. other open eye yes. they were it to a orphan yes. girl i was over it oh my gosh oh my gosh the I whole mean, the thing fact that they literally took the baby early mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. and probably cut her all up when she mm-hmm. said they- okay also, Rose Pride and Williams' plan to be worked out. I stand behind. No, I think Mother Margaret just knew that she had no, already No, they did. Them. They did. She did. And they, she Not promised only. them. And yeah. then she was like, who's due next? Exactly. And it was like, come on. And then you turn around and say, oh, it's what was it? It was a girl or whatever. And then it's like, oh, no, sorry. No, like, it was, she said it was a boy first. It was a boy, right. And then, and then she out. took so mm-hmm. many days to call. And they were like, what? And then it was, she was like, oh, you know, yeah, we'll have your girlfriend. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, she didn't tell him until they got there. Mm, okay, okay, okay. She knew right, because it was, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because it was like this donation basket. was very yeah. interesting. Like, hopefully you can give us a donation. And then they were like, we smell gin. Exactly. <laughs> Remember, Ruby said the same thing, that she, that she smelled gin. Yes, but you got these people, like, abusing them spiritually. But your butt is, like, drunk all the time. the book yes house of eve it was so good Mm. a lot to think about we do we have a lot to think about but this was so good i hope y'all enjoyed this episode and my little story in in the middle oh look her story um that needs to be a book like how can we make that into a short girl the dating i have gone through to get to my wonderful husband i know oh i want to say it there is I'm just amazed. Let's see all the other stuff. <laughs>
it was a slow day i know that's right come on speaking into my life i've never been in a situation where somebody was like that's my wife no that that was yes that was a lot and the fact i'm just like the police came that was a slow day the mom would call it was a mess but i mean the police didn't do anything yeah, was, yeah. like we heard there was some stolen <laughs> it's like huh i was like oh no there's no <laughs> Cause I was like, no, she she can't have it. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Mm. I was like, it's fine. And I looked at him, and he was like, let's. He said, I'll take. It. I said, no, you won't. No. Mm-mm. I'll go I home another my way. Friend, she picked me up. I was like, I never yes. saw this again. Actually, I know that's right. I love it. Say that, but anyway, so that's a great y'all. Let's read the House of Eve by Sadiq yes. Johnson, and then also the Yellow Wife. Yeah, like the Yellow Wife, but it's Yellow Wife. Isn't yeah. it? That's also a really great book. And um, yeah, I mean, if if you're like me, getting back to reading, um, like pretty much back to back, and really like taking that time has been great for me. Like yeah. it's so helpful for my mental health to like yeah. kind of get into these stories and like mm-hmm. dive into it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and especially for her, I mean, she has that historical text, but then mm-hmm. it's also entertaining. So it's not yeah. just like you know this boring history stuff. So I love that. So. I can't yeah. wait to see what else she writes next, though. I know. Well, I guess until next time. Yes. We have Bye. to figure out our next book, guys. I have some idea. Yes. Okay, good. We'll talk okay. about it. Bye, babe. Bye, babe. Have a good week. Bye.